Hello and welcome to this video. Today we're going to be talking about Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is can be seen as a parallel text to the text we analyzed in the previous video called John 1, the prologue of John's gospel. It's not parallel in the sense that they have similar motifs, but it is indeed in some sense connected due to the motifs and the references to Genesis 1 found in John 1. So we're going to carry on and talk about Genesis 1 today. And of course, if you're interested in watching John 1, then make sure you go check out that video. I'll put a card to that at the end of this video. So let's get started. The beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What I find very fascinating with this reading is that there is a strong focus in this passage on in the beginning and also the the, the formless and emptiness of the earth. And, and now this is a very interesting and important place to note, just because while there, there's a heavy emphasis on this theme of creation throughout the Bible, there's a, there's an idea of, about God being the father, the idea of the creative power, the order in the world being very important, something which is emphasized. I think there's this idea that the beginning is something which has to be done right as well. I mean, in the first place is that focus on in the beginning to start off the entire Bible is that focus on in the beginning. It's not like Genesis 2, which is also actually a creation story. But if you look at Genesis 2 on um, actually verse 4, which is kind of the creation account, it does actually say this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, this, of course, is quite different from what we do indeed see in Genesis 1. And the reason why there is that difference, I believe, is because it's not focusing more so on the beginning. And and as a result, when we're reading Genesis 1, it is that focus on the beginning. And that, and that forces us to recognize that when whenever we are starting something, we are actually taking part in that creation of the divine. <coughs> that we ought to become creators of, of of some sense of order out of chaos and potential. And that chaos and potential is, of course, seen in verse 2, where it says, now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep. Now, this is something which is very, something which is very important. It's, there's so much potential in the world, but oftentimes it's veiled in this very dangerous, this dark and empty kind of landscape, this barren wasteland, this waters that you have to kind of struggle and and create something out of it and of course it's that kind of the idea of when you're going on the sea when you're setting sail on an expedition you're going on that sail especially in the past where you don't really have much control you, your ship could get destroyed but at the same time there's that dream that there's that desire at the end of the passage where you actually do get towards something good you do actually end up somewhere nice and that's something which is very important and god said let there be light and there was light God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Now, of course, there's something to note here is God said there's that idea of the spoken word. There's that idea of order, the speaking, making something come into being. It's not like God snapping his fingers without saying anything, and the entire world is created. No, he's actually speaking the individual thing into being and that's something which is very important it's the idea that when we use language when we use words we we are able to describe and make a world for ourselves and that's something which we should think in mind is that when we are indeed creating something we're creating order out of something which is not necessarily as structured as before for example when a sculptor is making a painting or making a sculpture 
the the clay is is something which is formless but then he, he makes a clay and now there's a statue it makes something beautiful it makes something um sing, of significance in it that statue and that's something which is very important now of course at the same time there's this idea that he separated the light from the darkness which is something which is very fascinating and and of course some people look at this and say oh this is the evidence of the big bang i'm not going to talk about that because I, I generally don't i don't really buy that argument however i do think what this is interesting is that when you create light when you create that order you separate it from the darkness you're separating what is good from what is evil and that idea of that differentiation is very important like a lot of people in your life in life are, these days are like oh let's just have everything let's put everything together let's have let's have good and evil at the same place we as christians have to recognize that we cannot live a life of pl- pl- a pluralism and say well let's have good and evil together in our lives you have to be very strict and say well actually we need evil here good here get rid of the evil put the good here and that's a very strict way of looking and it and it can be difficult at times but that's very important because at the very beginning of 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 genesis it's already saying get the light move that to one side move the good to one side and then have the potential on the other side so when you're actually trying to create something you can go there quickly and bring it in to the order and that's something which you want to be very clear in your mind and uh, verse six and god said let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water so god made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it and it was so god called the vault sky and there was evening the second morning and the second day and god said let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear and it was so god called the dry ground land and and gathered waters he called seas god saw that it was good then God said, let land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seeds in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so the land produced vegetation, plants bearing bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, third day. What I think is very interesting about this um, passage is the emphasis on God saw that it was good. We look at the world today and we see a lot of suffering. We see a lot of pain and we see a lot of struggle. And, and it's very easy to look at this and say, well, how is the world evil? How is the world actually good? How could God create such a world? Then you turn back to Genesis and, and it says, well, God saw the world was good. He said He's saying that the world is good, even though it... It, it can, he can recognize that it will turn out to have a lot of suffering. And he's still saying that this is the world I create and that world is good. And and this isn't going so far to say I'm turning to some sense of Hegelian dialect to say the fall itself was good. But nevertheless, there's this emphasis on the world being good regardless. And, and there's that theme of saying, well, regardless of how bad the world is, certain elements of hope, like the hope of Christ, the love of Christ, are good enough to satisfy and, and overcome all the potential evil. And that's something which is very important, something which is very beautiful. It's something which takes a long time for you to become reconciled with it. You have to wrestle with it for a lot. But at the same time, you end up understanding that, yes, it is good. And, and you have to come to that conclusion that conclusion which Dostoevsky comes to it's like most of his books are 90% full of suffering and, and tragedy and 10% is that hope and you read those books and, you, and it's very easy to be overcome with that suffering and tragedy and that's um, a metaphor for the suffering and tragedy of life I suppose it's 90% evil but there's that 10% good in it and that's something you should think about and that's what I think Dostoevsky comes comes to um, conclude and God said let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, days, and years. And let there be light in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater to govern the day and the lesser to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. 
and God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. Now here we see a quite a strong emphasis on the idea of order being created. There's this idea of light and darkness further being kind of enshrined into the, the creation story. And that's something which is very important. It's the idea that the creation of order is just the first step towards the creation of true potential. You can create order into your life, but unless you truly internalize it, it's not going to fully be there. For example, I've created a new schedule for myself to to kind of improve my discipline in life. But at the same time, even if I do create that new schedule, it doesn't mean that the story or the entire kind of conquest is all complete. The development doesn't end with just creating a schedule, creating that order, that light. You have to further regiment, further and internalize that change. And God said, let the waters team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of, of the sea and every living thing which which the water teems and that moves about in it, according to their kind and every winged bird, according to its kind, God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and that the birds increase on the earth. And there was this evening and there was morning, this, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let, let us make mankind in our image, in the likeness, so that they may rule over the, the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. Now, what's very interesting here is that let's analyze verse 20, 20, 25. First is that, well, the creation of human beings, the creation of animals, creation of living beings come at the end. And what this seems to suggest is that when you're creating things and you recognize that there's a process, that there is a structure, you can't just throw things in there, even if they are good in itself, to places which are incorrect. In the same way, when we're approaching our Christian life, there's a clear procedure given to us in the scriptures. We should not try to teach the Bible if we don't understand what we're actually teaching. And that's why Bible study is very important. When we share the gospel, you know, recognize that we're sharing the gospel of itself is important we need preparation that's why you read the bible and it's not to say you have to be an expert or a scholar in order to share the bible with your friends or people you don't know but first of all you need to get some understanding you need to pray you know make sure your heart is in the right place and that's what genesis 1 is telling you it's not to say that the spreading bible is wrong or anything like that but but it is there to show you that there is preparatory steps required in order for you to get to the end then god said let us make mankind in our image and what this is very important is that we are the Imago Dei, we're the image bearers of God. And the way exactly that that works, it's been debated throughout theology. How do we bear the, the image of God in our lives? That's something which is which is to be wrestled with to some degree. But at the same time, this is some important seal that's given to us. We are the image bearers. We have to be the front runners of God's creation. We, we have a standard in which we have to reach up to. And that's something which is very important. That standard could be creation. That standard is to be doing the good. And all that has to come together in order for us to develop our relationship with God. So God created mankind in his own image, 27. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Now, here's a clear kind of message. We're there, we're creating an image of God. We ought to reproduce and we ought to have that ruling. 
And in order to rule, we have to take responsibility. We have to have that dominion. And as a result, we need to recognize that we all have responsibility on our shoulders. We can't just escape from it. The beginning, in the beginning of Genesis, and you could say that the entire book of Genesis is a book of responsibility. We have been thrown into the world and we have that responsibility to do well. And there's always this kind of leftist kind of ridiculous motion about, oh, the kid didn't uh, want to be born. You have, they, they don't have much responsibility. They can do whatever they want. That's complete ridiculous, utter nonsense. We have responsibility regardless of how we came to this position. You can be put into a situation where you hate and of no, no cause of your own. You didn't put yourself into that situation and you can choose to be resentful or you can choose to take responsibility and make the most out of that situation. And Genesis is telling us, regardless of how you got into the situation, you have responsibility. You are an image bearer of God. Would God put himself in a horrible situation and then start blaming everything else for it? No, he wouldn't. He would look, be faced with that chaos and then produce order from it. That's something we have to do with our lives as well. That's a daily reminder we have to do that with our lives as well. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food and it was so. God saw that God saw all that he made and it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day now this is a very important part God sees everything and says that this was good and that's something which we should bear in mind when we were reading um the bible is that he saw the world and he saw that this was good and and you could take it whatever way you you want to take it you could either say that well it was no longer good after it fell I don't like that reading necessarily I think that that would be incorrect because I think that everything God does is good including the creation of the universe and since we are still part of the universe that he created it surely has to be good but either way there's this idea that the world was created as fallen in some sense but we have to return it to the goodness and that potential for it to be returned to a sense of goodness is very important it's something we have to bear in mind so that's the end of today's Bible study. I hope you found it insightful. I hope you found it helpful. Um, if you have any comments, ideas, let me know in the comments below. I'll happily hear your ideas and interact with them. I would like to make it very clear that I don't claim to be infallible or anything like that. I just, I'm just kind of sharing my insights. You can have your own insights and take away. This is quite subjective. So hopefully you enjoy this video. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, and I'll see you soon.